today on the Rising Coaches Podcast. And uh, from there, I prepared for the Zoom interview, did my research. Um, you know, you know how Zoom interviews go. You get your upper body ready and, you, you know, you don't have to worry about the lower body. And so that, that was cool. Got my blazer, got my dress shirt, got all that stuff. Um, thought I killed it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you know, in the middle of the night, packed the family up and went ghost. Thanks for listening to the Rising Coaches Podcast. This is Adam Gordon. And today's episode is a special edition of our Members Spotlight. Each week, we select four members to be spotlighted and get to know a little bit more about them, what makes them tick, how they got into the profession, and what their career aspirations are. As the saying goes, it's not about who you know in this profession, it's about who knows you. To be considered for our member spotlight, simply join Rising Coaches. Visit risingcoaches.com and sign up for a membership today. All of our members get an opportunity to participate on the member spotlight. So please consider signing up so that we can get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. We hope you enjoy today's episode and please follow along with what we're doing on risingcoaches.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Rising Coaches Association, the biggest coaching tree in all of basketball. Sign up for the Rising Coaches Association now for just $120 a year and become part of our community relationships, and development. We talk about it all the time. There's no straight lines in this profession. There's only ups and downs. You need a community that knows exactly what you're going through and has been there before to help lean on during the rough times of the industry. You need genuine relationships, not just exchanging numbers, not just meeting new people uh, at the Final Four in the off season. You should be doing it all year round, and we provide tremendous opportunities to create those genuine relationships all through the year and finally development we have so much content and so many resources so that you can work on your craft and become a better coach because we put such a premium and an emphasis on helping you establish new genuine relationships it takes all of the political bs side of the business out of the equation for you all of that gets removed off of your plate you can just worry about being you making new friends in the business and working on your craft and becoming the best coach that you can be and impacting the people that you're around on a daily basis. For more information, visit risingcoaches.com slash membership on risingcoaches.com. We're back with David Choi. What's up, David? Dave, What's can you hear me? Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks I for sure being can. On can you hear Are me? You rocking? I can, yeah. Are you rocking yeah. an old school Seattle Sonics polo? What I noticed about you, Adam Gordon, during your, uh, you know, during your Zoom in during this COVID, uh, you're very ob- uh, uh, observant, and I am hardly home, but always repping. I love it. I love it. Um, I'll just tell you, like, uh, growing up, I'm a Lakers fan. I grew up in LA, but my favorite player in the yeah. NBA was Sean Kemp, hands down, not even close. The Rain Man. And uh, so I always had love for the 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 Sonics. Always. Um. Anyways, uh, are you David? Tell us like your background. Are you from? Are you from the Pacific Northwest? Born in Chicago, and I moved out to uh, Federal Way, which is just south of Seattle, in 1997. Um, and so I moved out there when I was eight 
And so I, I remember maybe the second three-peat and that definitely had a, uh, played a role in my love for basketball. Um, I moved out to um, Federal Way, Washington, um, and uh, played high school ball at Decatur High School, home of the Golden Gators. And um, yeah, from there, I, I went on to Western Washington University up in Bellingham, Washington, which is about two hours north of Seattle. Uh, they were the 2012 uh, national champions at the D2 level. And um, while I was in, in college, I wanted to go the manager route. And then um, a number of things happened and I ended up coaching at a local high school. Uh, I was a JV, JV head coach out there. Um, and I started an AAU program. There was a, a, a dearth of AAU teams and, and, um, they, there was a lot of talent up there. And so I think when you start an AAU program, you want to make sure that you have some dudes to kind of lay out the foundation. And we had that. And so I did that while I was in college and, um, I ended up, uh, doing my undergrad and my grad school out there. And then I um, went on to become a uh, high school head coach and a social studies teacher at 23. Um, and I ended up going back to uh, the high school that I attended to, to be the head coach there um, and uh, quit teaching and coaching in 2017 to pursue, pursue some entrepreneur efforts. Um, like you, I have a, I have a little, little one at home um, born in 2015 and I ended up quitting teaching in 2017 because, uh, you know, just a number of factors there and uh, work from home, got to uh, help raise my son. And uh, it was definitely, definitely a, a very fun time and it definitely, definitely a very valuable time for me and uh, kind of got to learn a little bit about myself and figure out why it is that I teach the way that I do, the way that I coach, um, kind of realize that I do a lot of the things that I saw as a player and as a, as an assistant. And so, um, utilize the web and, um, you know, just really learned a lot about my own coaching style and what I really wanted to do moving forward. And then, uh, from there, the last, uh, high school gig that I had was at the Northwest school. Uh, we had a really stacked 2023 class. Um, so they're rising sophomores and I wanted to stick around and, uh, win a, win a, win a state chip real fast. Um, but you know, in the back of my mind, I knew I wanted to go the college route and, uh, the, the most experience I ever had coaching uh, college basketball was playing a lot of college hoops 2K8. Uh, played a lot of that on the 360 and the PS3. Um, recruited my ass off in that game and uh, played the legacy mode. And um, yeah, you, you, legacy mode is you, you start off as a, as a coach, that um, a rising coach, and you go off to a low major and you do whatever you got to do. And then eventually they, they, uh, if you do well, you get an offer, um, uh, to, to take over at a mid-major and Gonzaga would always open up after a couple of years. Uh, Mark few would take an ACC job. I think it was Maryland that he would take over. Um, and, uh, I'd go to Gonzaga and then, uh, win a couple natties and then, um, go to a high major of my choice. turns out it is not that easy, um, uh, to, to elevate in the coaching profession. Um, and so, uh, early in, in this COVID, um, thanks to uh, rising coaches, thanks to Twitter, um, thanks to, you know, just just overall networking. Um, I wanted to be really proactive in my uh, in my uh, like establishing relationships with college coaches that are in a position that I one day wanted to be in. And, um, you know, the, I, I got in touch with a bunch of people and I was, you know, it was it's amazing how willing people were 
to have conversations early on in this COVID. People were just so available. Uh, it was very, very weird time for a lot of people. And um, I was able to take advantage of that. And uh, through my process, I realized that I hadn't really been contacting the, the coaches that already knew me in the area. And so um, I talked to a local junior college, Highline College, where that's where uh, Brian Scalabrini went. Um, and uh, I yeah, just told Coach about uh, Coach Dawson about my my interest in eventually going the college route. And he told me, he's like, this isn't binding upon you accepting this year. Um, it can be in the future, but I definitely want to have you as an assistant or recruiting coordinator. Um, I think he was uh, impressed with how, um, I, you know, I'm, I feel like as a digital native, I, I managed to uh, master the web. Um, and uh, yeah, my my uh, Intel skills are very good. And I think that helps on the recruiting front. And uh, yeah, and, and I uh, didn't really hesitate. I drove to the AD's house, um, drove to each player's crib and and told them uh, six six feet apart that, uh, that I'm gonna be taking um, an assistant gig at the, the local junior college and uh, they were devastated and as as terrible as it sounds um, it made me feel good because it meant that I was doing a good job with them and so um, yeah and so but I think they're they're in good hands I, I joke around with my friends that I think my four-year-old son can lead them to a state championship because they're so talented and so um, yeah as far as uh, Highline goes um, I thought thought this recruiting class was the best in, in the entire conference. Uh, the junior colleges out in Washington, Idaho, uh, some of Idaho and Oregon have their own junior college conference and NWAC. And I, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I thought we had the best recruiting class there. And so I was able to contribute to that. And then uh, I got a lead via Rising Coaches and got got plugged with uh, with the, with the coach and um, about a about an assistant job. And uh, from there. I prepared for the Zoom interview, did my research. Um, you know, you know how Zoom interviews go. You get your upper body ready and you, you know, you don't have to worry about the lower body. And so that that was cool. Got my blazer, got my dress shirt, got all that stuff. Um, thought I killed it. Um, and then uh, yeah, it, you know, in the middle of the night, packed the family up and went ghost. Um, there's a a poet by the name of Lil Wayne who says that uh real G's move in silence like lasagna. And uh was able to um uh, just Get up and go. I didn't really tell people. Um, just told my family um, and uh, just drove 40 hours across four to five days. We managed to split it up. We we're able to go from Seattle out to um, go to the big, go through Big Sky Country and um, head over to. Uh, we visited Yellowstone and Mount Rushmore, um, which I think is very overrated. Um, but um, yeah, managed to do that. Uh, visited 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 some family in Chicago. And then uh, came over, and uh, I'm I'm now at Hillsdale College in Michigan. And um, like you, I moved from the Pacific Standard Time over to the East. And um, yeah, and so it was a uh, it was it was definitely fast because I got here on a Saturday, and that following Monday we were starting our eight hours um, for you know for uh, D two to for D two workouts. Well, congratulations, man! Wow, that's a lot. Okay, quick break to talk about one of our sponsors. I'm excited to tell you about them. We have a new partner. They're called Fulcrum Tech. Fulcrum Technologies works with teams in the ACC, SEC, Pac-12, and more to solve their video needs while saving them money. 
Angles, their elite video analysis product, allows multiple angle video analysis, in-depth statistics, and importing and exporting of data and video from other systems, all while saving teams thousands of dollars. Fulcrum's Piston product can give you multiple angle instant replay right on the court, both for officials and for immediate teaching. Send them a DM on Twitter at Fulcrum Tech without an H at the end, so F-U-L-C-R-U-M-T-E-C, or email sales at fulcrumtech.com to learn more. Do more, save money, regain the leverage with Fulcrum Tech. Let's go. We're back. All right. Great stuff, man. That was that was a lot. First of all, congratulations um, on the new job. Thank you. So you got there when? Like this Monday? Two Mondays ago? Oh, yeah. Two Mondays ago. So this would have been the very last Saturday of August. So this you've been there. This is your second week. You're wrapping up. Yep. Yep. And so okay. it's been awesome. I'm loving it. So you've been super busy during this pandemic. It's I think we can make a case that nobody has made more moves and headway than you. Uh, what was kind of, you know, you touched on it. You wanted to take advantage of how willing people were to, to communicate during the pandemic. What was kind of your like strategy? Were you just hitting people up randomly? Were you like, how were you meeting people? Yeah, I had a, I had a pretty good pitch and, um, I was able to provide some value um, by providing, uh, I guess, some access to Pacific Northwest recruits. And I think that was uh, a good sell uh, because when you do reach out to people, I think it's really important to provide some sort of value. And um, yeah, and so I I try to do what I can to, um, I guess, I think I think I heard you say you want to promote yourself without being self-promoting. And I think that's something that I really try to do. Um, another thing that kind of aligns with that is uh, you want to sell yourself without selling your soul. And so I really try to do whatever I can. And I really did my research when I uh, when I um, lined up a phone call. I did whatever I could to, um, you know, eliminate some of the fluff that goes into the early genuine relationship conversation. Like, so tell me how, you know, how, what, why, you know, what, where were you at before this? Or uh, why did you get into coaching? Because you can find all that stuff online, um, especially in this digital age. Like it's um, as invasive as it sounds. I know more about a lot of these people that I talk to than they know about me. And so um, that was my leg up to uh, just kind of, uh eliminate some of that and get straight to some some conversations that they can remember um because i'm sure you talk to plenty of people and they're like if, if you look back on your call log from april there might be some people that you don't remember what you talked about but i'm sure you remember um what's that my angelo thing like you remember how uh they they made you feel um and if they didn't then it wasn't meaningful and um it's just moving on from there um uh, but there's a uh, yeah. And, and for me, uh, what I realized is that when you talk to a bunch of people, you repeat yourself. Uh, they don't know that you repeat yourself, but you do. And, um, you know, it's kind of like when I was a teacher, um, my my uh, fifth period class is way better than my first period class because, you know, we were teaching the same thing, same thing. And so eventually um, you were able to become an expert teacher by the fifth period. And so as conversations wore on, I started getting better on the phones, similar to my recruiting. Um, you know, I've been a high school coach for 13 years, being an AAU guy. Um, I hadn't been a college coach except for College Hoops 2K8. And all you do is to click a button, email, phone call recruit, uh, visit the recruit, um, and then offer. But, uh, yeah, learning the tricks of the trade, 
Um, I definitely learned a lot. Um, I think the most valuable um, Zoom or um, just any sort of like clinic that I saw online was on the Rising Coaches platform with uh, Nick Legroom. Um, he was able to talk about some some of the tricks when it came to recruiting, uh, how to organize your phone book. Um, I thought that was huge. And um, just, you know, just how to how to talk. And um, as time wore on, my recruiting just got a lot better. Um, I started like getting getting all giddy and getting excited with myself when um like you know it would be a positive conversation and um i'm still working on how to slam it home but luckily um, we have a really good head coach here and he's really easy to sell and so um yeah as far as uh recruiting tricks and tips and all that um i definitely learned a lot and if there is anyone out there that would that would uh um want to learn some tricks hit me up um coach detroit on twitter or um I'm, I'm sure you can find my find my info somewhere because um, I have a I have a little document that I put together of some um, recruiting tips and just trying to provide some value for some people. Yeah, it's great stuff, man. You're just killing it today. Dropping Maya Angelou, Lil Wayne, uh, NBA two K or not NBA NCAA two K or whatever that game is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, so I think you make a great point, like. Cut out the fluff when you're trying to meet somebody new. Cut out the fluff. You can look up all the stuff. You don't have to ask them about their career trajectory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sooner you can get to good stuff in a conversation and the real stuff, like the more impactful it is. Oh, I, I think that's true. No doubt. Yeah. Um, and then shout out Nick Lagrune. Like, what what was some of the biggest things you took from that Nick Lagrune uh, Zoom session? From rising coaches that you listen to yeah beyond the recruiting um talked about uh i think his values align with mine um where uh family is very important to him um he mentioned he has a four-year-old i got a four-year-old as well and he was talking about take care of the home um you got to take care of the house first and that is uh very important i'm doing a much better job um i'm trying to at least trying to do better and better um and i still have a ton of room to grow there and so um take care of the house make sure um, the kid and the and the and the wife are are in a good position before I leave the crib and and try to I try um, I, I definitely need to do better and I think we all do as coaches we're so busy um, especially with recruiting just start, now starting up we're over there we're gonna be hitting the road and um, yeah we definitely need to do a much better job there and so that really opened my eyes um, no pun intended because I'm Asian but uh, really opened my eyes um, as to uh, you know what what it takes to be a college coach because i i I tuned into that that was pretty early on in this covid and so um that kind of uh let me um just kind of prepare prepare for what uh coaching um at the college ranks is going to be like as a family man and so um yeah that's something that i definitely picked up on and um for people that haven't gone through the archives there's some really really good stuff out there on the rising coaches um um just the stream yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you saying that. Um, going back to like providing value when you reach out to people, and you said you tried to do that by having a good understanding of some of the recruits in your area. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like two guys in particular that I've talked to in the last few months uh, that are that are doing really well in, in coaching. Nima Omidvar, assistant coach at George Washington. Yeah, and Kevin Devitt. Uh, assistant coach in Niagara now. Um, I listened to his rising coaches uh, pod with you. 
And um, I thought that was very valuable. And, and he was very uh, transparent with his feelings. And you were also transparent because you've, you've uh, gone through that as well. And um, I thought that was uh, any, any sort of like emotion that comes with uh, pods are definitely, definitely impressive. You will, and the one thing that all three of you guys have in common is you guys didn't go the manager route. And that's okay. You can still, because there's a lot of people that don't do that and still want to get into college coaching and they feel like it's too late. And mm -hmm. it's not too late. Um, but you do have to get creative and get outside of the box. And the, the thing that all three of you guys did was immerse yourself in grassroots basketball. And you guys weren't using players as a package deal. Like, Hey, I can get you this kid. If you hire me, no, you're using your knowledge. Like people always want to know where good players are. You're in that area. You get a chance to see them and you get a chance to prove how valid your opinion is and your evaluation skills by telling them, Hey, there's this kid here. He's really good. This is what he's great at. This is what he struggles with. This, you know, it's just a great tactic for people who are trying to, like you said, connect, but also show that you can provide value and promote yourself a little bit, promote your skill set. Yeah. Yeah. Those two guys definitely, um, you know, uh, among other coaches on the Rising Coaches platform, posted their stock um, with that Kevin Devitt, uh, the pod, just talking about being in the center of the ring. Um, I thought that was really valuable, just like picking up little things. I steal things all the time. Um, my conversations with people, like half the material is stolen. And so, um, yeah, but I think that's part of learning, you know, being a lifelong learner. And um, yeah, and so definitely uh, try to do what I can to pick off, pick little things from a number of different sources for, for my own personal learning. And um, the first coach that you mentioned, his Zooms, um, that was, I mean, he's just killing it with that. So uh, definitely providing value. And every step that I, I, I take, um, I want to be able to provide more and more value. Um, and so for me, um, you know, being in the position that I am now, um, where I'm not at a JUCO or I'm not at a high school, I'm not an AU coach where I can um, provide, you know, uh, maybe give info on players. Um, now I'm in a different position and I haven't really been thinking about networking because I've just been focused on uh, trying to do a good job. And, uh, you know, it's like, I know I should probably continue my networking and I should probably start reaching out to some of these coaches that I, I talked through early in mid COVID. Um, but that's not even, that's not, it hasn't even crossed my mind. Well, now you get to call them all individually and just say, Hey, just want to let you know now I'm at Hillsdale college. Yep. There's your excuse. Um, so now that you're there, you've made it, right? You, your dream is really getting into college. Um, and in the last year, you've you've now been at two colleges. Um, what are you most excited to contribute to Hillsdale? Like, what, what are you anxious to get started with? Definitely the recruiting. Uh, I think I think that's my my specialty. Um, you know, even I, I I know I said it a couple times, but the video game days. That's like why I played that game. I didn't even play the actual gameplay. I just simulate through the seasons, and then I mean, save, load, play it. Oh, if I lost, and I reload and save again. Um, but yeah, I'd play that. And um, at Hillsdale, there's a very particular recruit that we're looking for. Um, our 2020 incoming class, their uh, average GPA was a 3.9 and a 30 ACT. And so we're looking for high academic kids and we're in a very unique position at a T2 um, where we are, I think we, we are for sure the, uh, the highest academic D2 in the country. And so we, we can 
know, once uh, once I make that Twitter bio change, I'll probably add that on there. Um, but um, but yeah, it's really it's really cool uh, to be at a school where uh, the head coach has been here for 14 years, never had a single losing season, and uh, what's even more impressive is that he's never had a player transfer out to another school, and that says a lot about our culture. And um, in regards to culture, um, I get to sell it as something. Um, and I get to live it. Um, and because he's been doing it for so long, I'm able to um, kind of talk about what culture is, not what it isn't. Um, and I think when you when you come into a new program or uh, if you were to take over a gig, um, you you have to worry about what what we don't do. But here we just talk about what we do do. And so, um, yeah, and that's that's been a really cool sell for me. Um, just trying to reach out, and we typically recruit out of uh, the Midwest. And so, what I'm trying to do is bring my uh, West Coast, best Coast prowess um, out to um, and bring it to the table. And so, um, I know I know we're what's been what we've been doing here is working. Um, but with the with the social media age, with the internet age, with you know everything, um, I think it's uh, definitely worth investigating and, and kind of um, keeping our ears to the ground for uh, recruits out west. And, and It's a lot colder in Michigan, David. Good luck getting them to, to move out there. Hey, that's a future me problem because right now it's like a 70, it's like 70 something. Perfect. I'm loving it. That's beautiful. Okay, great. <laughs> um, talk about, you obviously have a great ability to communicate, connect. Um, you also mentioned like you spent some time taking on some entrepreneurial endeavors. You also started your own AAU program when you were in college. Yeah. When I was in college. Yes. Um, so like in addition to your like ability to connect, you also have that like sales gene in you or whatever, you know, whatever, uh, that business side where like you learn how something works. Now you learn how to deliver that. Yeah. In the rest of history, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. You you uh, mentioned mentioned uh, guys um, like the George Washington coach and Coach Devitt, uh, people that kind of, uh, I think you said, took an unusual route, like an un uncommon route, um, and they got started. And some people think that it's too late. You were mentioning your uh, JUCO head coach got started late after being in sales. Um, and uh, for me, I kind of take that mindset. And, and when it comes to recruiting, it's like, you know, I'm trying to sell whatever it is that I got. And um, uh, yeah, and so I, I, I definitely, uh, when I get interested in something, I really dive right in. And so, um, yeah, just that, uh, I think I think the entrepreneurial spirit is really big when it comes to uh, successful coaches. And um, like some of these, some of these recruiters out here are just animals when it comes to um, their salesman like approach. And um, I, I try to do it in the most genuine way possible. And um, one, another thing that I stole from um, Coach Lagrun's Zoom was uh, about uh, relationships are built on honesty and trust. And so I, I use that all the time with recruits. Um, and so I, I uh, you know, I tell them that, you know, I'm opening the door for them to um, let me know, because I think it was also your junior college head coach that said the best answer is yes, second is no, and then the third is a ghost. And so, um, yeah, I definitely, um, you know, want to keep 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 the doors open for them to be honest with me. And they're not going to be honest with me unless I'm honest with them. And um, yeah, and so in my own recruiting, um, I think that's, that's going to be um, what I'm going to hang my hat on. Um, I think, uh, I mean, not to get like 
I guess uh, just to continue on stuff that you said before, but just this whole idea of like, um, like coaches want to want to get good at a lot of things. And then uh, ADs want you to specialize in something. Um, just, I don't think it's, it's a consensus or anything, but I think that's what I've been hearing. And so if I am going to pick something, it's probably going to be my recruiting and um, just being a good dude. Um, and I think that's really hard to put in a resume. Um, it's really hard to sell that you're a good guy, um, that you know how to have like social awareness, I guess, when it comes to, um, you know, just being cool and when to be corny, when not to be corny, when to keep your mouth shut, when to, when to talk. Um, and so, um, that's going to be an interesting dynamic at the final four. I've never been to a final four. I've always wanted to, but, um, never had a polo to, 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 to get in. Um, but you know, I, 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 I don't want to be, uh, you know, I hope that I have the social awareness to where I'm not one of the fanboys chasing coach Adam Gordon into the bathroom. <laughs> um, the final four is a shit show, David. Uh, <laughs> there's good things about it. There's bad things about it. I'll give you, here's my pro tip for the final four. Uh, make appointments going into it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's such a cluster of people that just, wander around all day from the hotel lobby to the convention center to a restaurant to a bar to an event and it's really easy to just go with that flow and talk to whoever you run into uh, but you'll miss people so mm-hmm. if you go into it with like hey let's grab a cup of coffee at nine o'clock hey and you don't have to schedule out your whole day but schedule out a few meetings of people you want to make sure that you hit and then just wander around and get drunk the rest of the time or whatever you do uh, so on on, uh, on Sunday, April 4th, um, can I make an appointment with you? Um, let's say. <laughs> go, go, let's go Friday and, and it's a deal. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure. That's, that's a, you're a sponge, man. You pick all of it. I feel like you're quoting 15 different Zooms and podcasts that we've done, but that's great, man. Um, it's, it's cool to see you like take all that on, take all that knowledge and apply it in a very short amount of time. And it's obviously like worked for you. It's, it's landed you a job. COVID COVID has been amazing. I think I might be the only person to ever say that, but COVID COVID has been good for, for a number of reasons. Obviously there are a ton of terrible things that, that go along with that, but it's been, um, it's, it's been, it's been great for me uh, to be at home and um, really like reconnect with, uh, with my family and to be more present. Um, oftentimes, like I'd be working and I would just, you know, um, I'd be on, on the computer, or on the phone or whatever, and I wouldn't be very present. I'd be in the building, but my mind is in a completely different place. So I've been able to disconnect a little bit. Um, and when it's when it's time, there's always something to do. Um, when it when I'm when I'm on a drive, I think that's the most selfish thing. But it's the best time to make a phone call is on, on the drive. And um, I think that's been really, really good for me. David, why is it whenever you get in the car, the long drive, right? You got a couple hours in the car, you call and nobody answers. And then as soon as you get there, everyone starts hitting you back. Yeah, that happens all the time. And I always leave a voicemail. I'm like, hey, uh, it's not urgent. Just checking in on you. No need to call back. And they always call back and always. in the middle of something. And I feel very guilty. And we just end up playing phone tag. Um, and and I think I'm it on 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 more than I'd like. Yeah, it's one of those cruel jokes that the universe <laughs> plays on us. Um, well, David, man. I, oh, go ahead. 
So uh, in, on these member spotlights, you're always asking people about their scouting report. Uh, what's your scouting? I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even ask you. You want my scouting report? I, I heard. I heard you can shoot it, but that's it. I am a mid-range specialist. If you okay. get me 17 feet and in, it's going to go in oh. 80% of the time. No, that's that's exaggerating. But I can <laughs> I can shoot in mid-range. Mid-range area, I'm good. Um, I'm very slow. Uh, I am a physical and willing defender. Willing. Uh, I, I think an underrated defender. Okay. Uh, At least you're rated. I can pass a little bit. Okay. You don't want me like handling the rock. Like if you force me to, I can straight line drive, but if you force me to have to like, if you really pressure me, it's, I mean, I can handle myself, but that's taking me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> so really a standstill shooter, 15 feet and in, 17 feet and in, uh, a decent defender, tough and willing. There's not a whole lot of use for me on a, at a high level game, David, other than like, I kind of know what's going on out there and I can, get the ball to the right places, but that's kind of the extent of it. Nice. Nice. I'll be, I'll be sure to keep in touch by my recruitment of you. Cause I think you might have some eligibility. <laughs> um, tell me what you think of this idea while, while, while we're here on the phone, always looking to do stuff at the final four. Um, we, we do some events already, but always looking to expand. There's always talk of like, Oh, should we get like some pickup games going? Uh, which would be fun. And and those things happen already. Um, I think like a Sunday morning kickball tournament would just be like, would would crush it. I think it's so. A, it's a different sport. No one really takes kickball seriously, but you, you can still compete. Yeah. Dizzy bat on Saturday night and then Sunday you got kickball. I like what it. Do you, what do you think? I like it. I'd, I'd be in. Um, I selfishly always want to be a pitcher though and like slow pitch and, and kickball. Um, just cause like for me, when I, whenever I'm in workouts or practice, if I ever pass to a guy, it's pretty annoying for them, but I always spin the ball and, um, that's, that's my kickball, uh, pitching scheme. Nice. You got the, the, the knuckleball, right? Yeah. 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 When I play catch with people, that's all I throw is a knuckleball. Yeah. That's like the worst people to play catch with. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, I appreciate it, man. Enjoy talking to you. Keep rocking the, the, the Seattle supersonics polos. Um, and good luck at Hillsdale. Congrats on, on your new, on your new venture and, uh, look forward to following along. Thank you. And so now does that mean that I get to call you Gordo? Like everyone else? Call me Gordo. Call me Adam. You know, people call me different things based on like when they met me. So like, <laughs> as like Rick Ray is the one that started calling me Gordo. So if you knew me between like the end of my Clemson days to like last year, it was Gordo. If you knew me before or after that, it was Adam. So <laughs> call me whatever. Yeah, I everyone else now called called me Choi, but now people are starting to call me David. It's really weird, and so yeah. just call me Choi. I've been I've been called a lot worse than than both of those. So <laughs> I respond to either. Nice, nice. All right, David. I enjoyed it, man. Take care and uh, talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. What's up, podcast fans? I want to share some information about one of our partners, Lucio Sports. The team at Lucio has built an integrated platform of coaching productivity and player development apps that are being used by some of the best basketball programs around the globe, helping everyone from NBA champions to youth development academies. 
Their innovative and competitive memorization games make it so much easier for new players and staff members to remotely get caught up to speed. With animated playbooks, drill libraries, player development planning and monitoring, engaging game plans and scouting reports, predictive play drawing, their content services team, and more, Lucio Sports has got you covered. From players to coaches to support staff and executives, use Lucio Sports to securely keep everyone in your organization on the same page with simple on-demand access to your team's entire knowledge base. For more information, check out luciosports.com. That's L-U-C-E-O sports.com.